We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 8.14 in the evening. Good evening. I'm George Sells. KMOX at your service. A little bit of a disappointing opening day. Great game, though. Goodness. What a baseball game that was. It just kept going and going. It's really interesting that uh, baseball has got all these rules in. They're going to speed the games up. They're going to be shorter. They're going to be two and a half hours. We're going to have the action moving. Well, in this one, we had the action moving. Plenty of action. And it just kept going and going and going. Because when you have more than 30 hits and... What was it, 19 runs total, I believe? You're going to end up with a long ball game, and that's certainly what we had today on opening day at St. Louis. Anything going on today? That's a good question, too. Obviously, opening day was the whole thing for most of the day in St. Louis, and we'll talk about it. We're going to talk about it quite a bit. Want to hear from you, by the way, 314-436-7900 is the number, 314-436-7900 if you want to weigh in on the Cardinals here in the first hour. And my plan all day, you know, I I got up this morning, went to my day job, and I'm thinking this is going to be a, a pretty obvious day. We're just going to do post-game show extended. We're going to do baseball. And we'll talk Cardinals, Cardinals, and more Cardinals. Hopefully it'll be a good game. It was. Hopefully there'll be a Cardinals win. Okay, you can't have everything. But figure out, okay, that's going to be the the deal. We'll just do a couple hours of Cardinals and do the post-post-game show and call it a day. And then I am at the office this afternoon and all of a sudden look up and see Donald Trump indicted on a TV screen. And suddenly we have more to talk about. So, the way I'm kind of looking at playing this whole thing out is we're going to spend the rest of the 8 o'clock hour talking Cardinals. We'll be joined here in about 15 minutes or so by friend of the show, Kevin Wheeler, of the show during the day here on KMOX. Of course, Kevin, longtime sports guy, so we're going to go back into Kevin's love of sports and uh, pick his brain on what he saw on the field today at Bush Stadium. And then coming up in our next hour, we'll get into some of the indictment of former President Trump. John Hancock will be joining us of Hancock and Kelly fame uh, coming up a little after nine o'clock. And we'll uh, spend some time with John and talk about what is going on with the former president indicted in New York City today. Uh, expectations at this point are that he will 
come to New York City sometime early next week. Tuesday is the day that's being kicked around right now. And uh, they are already ramping up security in New York, and it's going to be quite something to see on that front. I don't think there's any question about it, uh, that the next several days are going to be very interesting to watch around this country as we really hit uncharted territory. A former president has never been indicted. Uh, Closest we've come in modern times, obviously, Richard Nixon. Uh, The opposite happened there. He resigned and was then pardoned by President Gerald Ford, who replaced him uh, in the months following. That brought its own bit of controversy at the time. In fact, a lot of people believe that the reason Jimmy Carter was elected president was because Gerald Ford pardoned Nixon. And if he hadn't done it, history would have been different. Always an interesting thought when you start thinking about those those what-ifs in presidential history and how the world might be different had that had that gone down differently had bill clinton not gotten into the troubles he got into had al gore gotten a few extra votes uh, back in the year 2000 these are all all things that a little slight change could have made the world a very different place but one thing we have never seen in this country is a former president facing an indictment and now presumably facing a trial so we're going to get into that coming up here in uh, the 9 o'clock hour. But right now, where do you even start with the St. Louis Cardinals? Uh, I will start with it was a Chamber of Commerce opening day at Bush Stadium. Weather could not have been nicer. Big crowd, of course, you would expect that. Second largest crowd in the history of Bush Stadium, I heard heard someone say. And that is certainly an impressive thing when you think of some of the big crowds we've seen at the the ballpark over the years. And like I said, the day couldn't have been more gorgeous. And the baseball game was fascinating. A couple of the things that that jump out at you right now jumped out at me. For starters, have you ever seen so many barely hit balls drop in as hits? You You got the old saying, hit them where they ain't. Well, boy, there was a lot of that happening. I mean, the little slow rollers down the down the line that looked like they're rolling foul and you know barely travel a foot a foot off the plate before they hit the ground the first time, and all of a sudden, base hit, then another, you know, throw in a walk here, something there, and so there was some some rough luck there, particularly for the, for a Cardinal pitching, particularly for Miles Michaelis, who went out, didn't seem like he was pitching that badly. I, I'm a little, I'm a little, at a loss on that, because from what I could see, and I, you know, one of those people got a day job, I was, as many of you out there do. So I was trying to sneak peeks at the TV where I could sneak a listen to the radio when I had to run out of the office real quick, doing what I could to to keep up with what was going on. But by all indications, Michaelis was not throwing a bad game, and then boom, it's you know you're down three. You get a run back. You're down. Then they get another run. Then you're down again. Uh, lots of these little slow rollers and, and things like that. And next thing you know, Miles Michaelis doesn't even get out of the fourth inning. Of course, neither did Toronto's pitcher. That was a shock. All I'm hearing for three days is how he's going to come in here and blow the doors off the Cardinals lineup because we've all seen great pitching will take on great hitting. He didn't get out of the fourth inning either. So. 
Go figure. Is this a prelude to things to come? What do you think of what you saw on the field today? Because we definitely saw the Cardinals offense living up to its potential, so to speak. Uh, anybody who's who's wondering if this club can swing the bat or what things will look like when this offense is clicking on all cylinders got a real good look at that today because this team put nine runs on a very good ball club. They put several runs on a starting pitcher that is a an all-star caliber starting pitcher. This was the kind of team you'll play in a playoff series come October if you get that far. And you should get that far if you've got this kind of firepower. So very encouraging on the offensive side of the ball. Pitching, well, that's uh, another thing altogether. And again, it just a lot of it didn't seem bad. Michaelis didn't seem bad, so I'm not as worried there. Ryan Helsley worries the daylights out of me. I mean, his last two appearances at Bush Stadium now, the uh, appearance against the Phillies trying to save uh, the first game of the playoff series, and then this appearance today, uh, that's not been pretty. Now, granted, one has nothing to do with the other, and there was an injury issue back in the fall, and uh, today, you know, the things that all come with opening day, and a, and a very difficult lineup to pitch to, but when you're looking at a club that you're relying on that back end of the bullpen, you're relying on that Jordan Hicks, Ryan Helsley, we're going to bring back-to-back guys throwing 100 miles an hour at you, and we're going to slam the door in your face every single night. And that's what this team needs to be able to do. When you're relying on that and you didn't get that, you didn't get anywhere close to it with Helsley today, a little bit concerning. Now, granted, it's one game. I'm not going to freak out, lose my mind over one game and and one appearance by a guy who clearly has great stuff, was an all-star last year. No reason to think he won't be this year if he gets things on track. But uh, it is a little unsettling when he goes out there, can't find the plate, also had some bad luck as far as a couple of weekly hit balls that fell in here and there, but you go out and walk the first guy on four pitches, and that's not going to do you any good. Then your other bit of a concern, and I'm sure we're going to get into all of this with Kevin, uh, your shiny new toy, as Miles Michaelis called him, Wilson Contreras, your brand-new high-priced catcher, takes 103 miles an hour to the kneecap, has to leave the game. Now, good news is they're reporting that the x-rays were negative. Makes me feel better. Good thing. They're still going for an MRI to check things out. Uh, A kneecap can be a dicey injury. (laughs) Not a pleasant one. Producer Gary spinning the dials. He's nodding over here at me. (laughs) Kneecap is not a good thing, especially not good for a guy who's going to have to sit in a crouched position for the next... 162 games, give or take a a break here and there. Uh, Not exactly how you want to start the season with a big welt on that knee. And here's hoping a welt is all it is. Sounds, again, encouraging that there was no break. It had a friend years ago. Tell me this doesn't suck. Woman falls on the ice in the wintertime, busts her kneecap. And I mean shatters it. They They had to go in there, do surgery, and put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Goes an entire year going through recuperation, 
finally gets back to where she's feeling something like normal after a whole year, slips on the ice again and breaks the thing all over again the following year. It has to go through the process again. Wow. That talk about depressing. Now, Wilson Contreras hopefully will not have to endure anything like that. That was a little sidelight. Good karma for Wilson Contreras as he hopefully will be uh, feeling back up to speed in a couple of days, though you have to wonder if this isn't going to be one of those things where go ahead and let him heal up because it's a long season ahead. Maybe you sit him out the rest of the weekend and just let him get better or get close to better. And we're going to ask Wheels about that coming up here at 830 as well because if you didn't know, Kevin used to be a catcher, so he can tell you about his as well as anybody. He was an NCAA catcher, Division One ball player, and he knows as well as anybody the, the bumps and bruises that come with the position. So once again, to recap, Cardinals up until nine. Then we'll we'll have Kevin Wheeler coming up here in our next segment, talk more about that. In the nine o'clock hour, if you want to talk about the Trump indictment, we're gonna have Mike we're gonna have John Hancock joining us, and we will have plenty of time in the nine o'clock hour to get into all that. It is eight twenty six in the evening. My name is George Sells here with you until ten. KMOX is at your service. Opening day in St. Louis. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KMOX at your service, 831 on a Thursday night, an opening opening day night in St. Louis. Opening day night, that doesn't make a lot of sense. George Sells with you until 10 o'clock. We're talking Cardinal baseball and an eventful day, certainly an eventful opening day, a Chamber of Commerce opening day. If you're talking about the weather, it was also raining runs at Bush Stadium. And to talk about it, one of our favorite friends of the show, Mr. Kevin Wheeler, joining us on the line. Kevin, thanks for joining us this evening. Glad to do it, George. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, Want to start out with you. For those who don't know, uh, Kevin, of course, uh, 
broadcaster extraordinaire, but was also a college baseball catcher at the University of Miami. And uh, Kevin, want to start with you talking about uh, what we can expect about a catcher who's got a, a, a fresh bump from a 103-mile-an-hour fastball on his knee. <laughs> well, it, it, basically, it's going to depend on if there's a fracture, right? Which I would doubt. I mean, I'm, I don't think I've ever been hit in that spot by a 103. Um, but I've been hitting that spot, and it hurts even with less than 103. I believe. I mean, it. you know, you you know, you immediately get like a knot in there, and obviously, you can't squat. It's hard to move. Um, so, you know, there's always a possibility, depending on you know where the ball hit, you could have had um, you know a small fracture somewhere. But barring that, I would imagine it's probably just a few days. But you know, uh, it's going to be. I'm sure the I'm sure the Cardinals in the front office are going to be holding their breath until. They get the rest of the scans that they were looking at today. Yeah, they say x-rays are negative, but they're going to do MRIs to check for more and that sort of thing. Assuming that the initial report is accurate, x-rays are negative, do we see him this weekend? I I mean, obviously, if we're in the playoffs right now, he's going to gut it out and play. But first weekend of the season, do you just sit him down and let him recover and get ready for the long grind uh, that is 161 games left? I mean, if there's any doubt, yes. But, I mean, you're probably just going to listen to him. Um, you know, those, those I, I, again, it's, it's, it is a different world when you're talking about 103 miles an hour versus what most mortals face when they're playing, you know, playing baseball. Um, but it's, it, those, are, those are the kind of things that could feel better the next day. Um, and sometimes it takes a week. You know, I mean, every one of them is a little different. Again, you know, with the x-rays being negative, that's a good sign. Um, the, the more detailed scans, though, could still show something. So, again, we want to be cautious. But, honestly, I, I wouldn't guess at it. Um, wouldn't shock me if he's back in there Saturday. Wouldn't shock me if it, if it takes a handful of days longer than that. Well, let's go big picture. Uh, the I'm worried about the Cardinals offense people have been silenced. The I'm worried about the Cardinals pitching people are standing on rooftops around St. Louis right now. What was your impression uh, for obviously first game, a sample size of one, but uh, what, what did you see out there today? I mean, you saw a great mix of terrible and awesome, <laughs> right? I mean, yep. you went up against one of the best pitchers in the American league last year um, and knocked him out of the game in the fourth inning. Um, you know, you put up nine runs, you had 15 hits, uh, you know, you got a couple of home runs in there. I think uh, I think every starter registered a hit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, the Walker, the rookie, gets his first major league hit and his first major league at bat. So again, but you know, I don't, we don't we we didn't learn anything today. I mean, you know, just like we didn't we didn't learn anything about Miles. We learned that Miles was was missing a lot in the middle of the zone, and the Blue Jays hitters didn't miss it. Um, just like we learned the same thing about Manoa, right? Manoa wasn't on his game. And the Cardinals rocked him, too. I mean, both of those guys gave up five earned runs in three and a third. Um, And both of them are way better than that. And, you know, that's not really a big concern. I I would say that if if you have worries about what happened at the back end of the pen uh, with Pallante and Hicks and Helsley all struggling, it's impossible to know if it means anything in one game. You know, it's, uh, you know, Helsley was so good from all of last year. I don't think I'd want to read into this. You know, you have some existing worries with Hicks because he's been kind of up and down and had injury problems for several years. So you can have that. I I, I don't feel any more or less concerned about anything based on what I saw today. So whatever I thought before um, is basically still what I think now. 
Helsley, I think, was the one that of all of those that made me the most nervous. And maybe it was just the the the, the echo of the memory from the last time he was on the mound in Bush Stadium in uh, it, this past fall, and the way things fell apart in Game One of that playoff series. Uh, and and I you know I realized that logically there that is apples and oranges and a ton of time in between. But there's just that I guess it's that, that little thing where you. you you hope he, that he hasn't gotten it into his head, you know? Yeah, it, I mean, look, it, I get the difficulty um, when we're observing from the outside because we don't have the feel of it. We don't have any control over it. So when you don't have control over things or full knowledge of why things happen, um, it, then then you start to fill in the blanks, right, with your own uh, either intuition or your own observations. And, you know, the problem here is, if he goes out for the next 15 games and doesn't give up a run, then what are we even talking about? And if, if any of these guys who pitch today have a crappy day like this in July, when they've strung together 12, 14, 20 good outings, whatever, nobody, you don't, you don't really think of it. But when it happens right out of the gate, it seems like more than it is because when you look up on the scoreboard, you see an 18 earned run average. Right? You look up on the scoreboard and see a 13 and a half for Michaelis. It's insane, and, and it was I, the one thing that that and with I kind of felt bad for Michaelis because it just felt like I mean I think the line he used in the post game was death by a thousand cuts. All these little a bloop there, a miss hit ball there, and it just seemed like uh, it was it was hit them where they ain't on steroids. There was definitely some of that, but he gave up some rockets too. I mean, I, I would I would say it's. Pretty- <laughs> it'd be a little bit unfair for him to suggest that it was all of that. Now, he yeah. did get beat by some of those. I mean, look, he made some good pitches that did not end up in outs, and that that's a frustrating thing when you're a pitcher. In fact, you know, when you're a pitcher, you can almost – you'd almost rather give up the hard contact because then at least you know you did something wrong. Um, you know, when, when, you, when you do something right and don't get rewarded for it, that's where it tends to get uh, a little bit more frustrating. But, yeah, I mean, look, you know – there were a couple of balls hit against Michaelis that were well over a hundred miles an hour in that first. So in the first inning alone, George Springer hit a ball 101 miles an hour. Vlad hit one 105. Dalton Varsho's double into the corner was 112 and a half. Brandon Belt had a line out at 96. I mean, you know, he got hit hard at times, but he you're right. He also had some of those bleeders and bloopers that fell in that normally don't. Um, you know, Matt Chapman's single. Uh, would you know would normally be the early game one the the, the first inning one was would be an he, normally you have a batting average of 150 on that ball hit at that velocity in that spot it's just dumb luck that it falls in but you know I mean as I'm as I'm looking up and down the stat cast sheet here I still see plenty of hard contact I still see <laughs> if, I, if I'm counting them you know just in the, again just in the first inning you had three over 100 miles an hour uh, and keeping in mind that major league average Exit velo is about 89. And it's a lot. You know, he had, five, he had five in that first inning that were well above what would be considered major league average. Uh, and then you had Bichette later. You had uh, another one from Alejandro Kirk. Um, you know, so again, I, I don't want to belabor the point, but th- th- he definitely got beat on some of those bloopers. And that's what makes the Rockets more painful. Yeah. Jordan Walker gets out there. I think the thing I liked most about what I saw with him, I'll, I'll do most and least. What I liked most about what I saw about him, saw from him was get that first hit, the first time at the plate, 
there's no waiting around and, and pressing and all the things that come with with being a rookie ball player. Things I like, the thing I liked least, it seemed like every time he was making a play in the outfield when runners were on base, he was missing a cutoff man, throwing it up the line. Uh, it looks like we're going to have some growing pains here, particularly with a kid who was really a third baseman who they just said, okay, uh, Arenado's here, you're going to have to figure out the outfield. Yeah, he had he definitely had a couple of those. Um, there was one that, you know, I mean, they didn't all damage the team, but, they, you know, there was one in particular early that was pretty noticeable where you had a, um, you know, ball hit into him and, the, you know, there was a, you know, the, the base runner, the guy that hit it was rounding first and was going to be holding on a single and his throw went more towards second base while there was a runner heading toward third, that throw needed to go to the cutoff man in front of him. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's lack of experience, man. He he didn't play very much outfield last year. He's never really played a lot of it, but he's going to get better at it. He's got all of the physical abilities. Uh, he's he, he runs really well for a big dude. That was um, amazing, that that, uh, that ground ball he beat yeah. out. I mean, he he's a move. big guy. Yeah, he can move. He's, not, he's no slug, man. He can run, even though he's big. He's a good athlete. He's got a tremendous throwing arm. What he doesn't have uh, are years and years of repetitions in those in those things, and they'll keep working on them. Those are the things I'm not worried about with him because one thing I know in in observing him, and it was it was reported about him when he was still a high school player before he was ever drafted. So before he was ever a Cardinal, um, he was noted for his intelligence and his work ethic. So you know I, I don't have any worries about that. But yeah, it's inexperience. It's just stuff. Getting the putting the bat on the ball that looked good. Uh... He's exciting. Are you are you are you are you as excited as the rest of us about this young man, uh, twenty years old, who was probably trying to talk one of the guys into letting him have a beer in the locker room after the game today? Well, I'm in, man. I mean, I, I again, I'm, I'm a. I know this isn't usually very helpful in any of the jobs that I've held, um, but I'm a I'm a prospects nerd. I'm a draft nerd. Um, I follow. I mean, the guys that are that are going to be drafted this coming June. I've been following for a couple of years, uh, both high school and college. Um, seen some of these guys even in person before they've been drafted. I've coached against some of them uh, in summer ball over the years. Uh, it's something that I've always followed, and he's a guy that um, even again, even before we knew he was going to be a cardinal, was super intriguing because of the combination of arm strength and power. And anybody that has the raw power that he does, I mean, he, his 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 just Sheer strength and ability to hit the ball over the fence um, isn't matched by very many prospects. I mean, he would probably be in the top five to ten power hitting prospects if you're going to just measure just power, not counting the rest of the game, just their power. He would be one of the five, six, seven, eight best um, coming into this this calendar year. But then when you think about the whole game, right? Um, smart work, you know, hard worker. Uh, a guy that learns fast, a guy that adapts, a guy that can put the bat on the ball and not just hit for power, but be a good hitter too and can run and throw. Um, I, I've always been in on Jordan Walker. And I, I will say this, I'm always a little surprised when a guy gets to the big leagues this fast because two years ago he was he was playing high school ball. <laughs> That's amazing. Two, two, yeah, like two years ago this guy's playing high school baseball. Uh, and well, maybe, maybe three, I have to go. I can't remember if he was a 2020 or 2021. Either way, he's only 20 years old. Yeah. I think it was 2020 because he was a 17 year old. high school. Um, so again, three years ago, he's playing high school baseball and he, he lost he, a season and he lost a season basically in 2020, right. right. In 2020, the high school season got shut down. Uh, they probably did play some of that summer ball and we did play some summer ball that year. 
but it was more limited with less travel than it was before. So, yeah, I mean, you have that, and then you have, you know, uh, what, what I would say is is um, a remarkable run last year in the minor leagues. Again, he was 19 for a good bit of last year and ended up going up to, you know, having success at double A, and it's, it's not easy to do that. So, you know, the, the sheer fact that at that age you're even – in the conversation to be a big leaguer tells you about the advanced, not just the advanced skills, but the advanced nature of him as a ball player. And um, George, when we were doing pregame today, Tom Ackerman and I, before the actual pregame, so I guess we had the pregame to the pregame. Um, <laughs> and now you get the post to the post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we had Ozzie Smith in and, and Ozzie was talking about him and he's like, he's just a ball player. Forget age. Just forget it. He, he's a ball player. He knows what he's doing. He's very talented. He's going to be fine. Well, here we sit, 161 games to go. Uh, you've seen one game out of this team, but we've, we've we've kind of known what we've had to anticipate that sort of thing. What are you What are you most excited about, and what what has your what has you thinking this could be an exciting year with this team? And how how exciting a year could the, could this be with this team? There's there's a lot of potential there. Oh yeah, I agree. You know, look, there are definitely concerns. You know, this is not a team that you would look at and say, well, they don't have any worries. They're going to be just fine. I mean, they have worries, like the vast majority of teams. I can't think of very many that don't have any. Um, Heck, even the Dodgers have significant concerns this year. Um, And, you know, maybe maybe the Braves are the ones with the least amount of concerns. But, you know, this is a team that won 93 games last year. And to me, there's zero question that this roster is better. Um, You don't, again, you can't forecast who's going to be healthy and who's going to get hurt. But with reasonable health, there's no question to me they're a better team than last year. Doesn't mean you win more games, because keep in mind, you know, they don't get to beat up on the Central as much as they have in the past. It's a balanced schedule, so, you know, they're not going to have 19 games against the Pirates and against the Reds and the Cubs to, to, to load up on the win. So they might be similar in terms of win total, you know, around 93, but actually be a better team. And when you look at the lineup that you see today, I mean, you've got – Guys like Nolan Gorman and Jordan Walker hitting seventh and eighth. I mean, those are top 100 power hitting prospects. Those are elite. I mean, Jordan Walker is one of the four or five best prospects in the sport. And those guys can hit seventh and eighth in this lineup. Now, a lot of it's contingent on Tyler O'Neill reverting to form, Lars Newtbar carrying over what he did last year. Same thing for Donovan. But I think, and, and you know, when you've got guys like and Dylan Carlson on the bench, uh, and, you know, I think some pretty good young hitters like Juan Yepes that are going to be in the minor leagues. The depth is phenomenal. The offense should be great. The bullpen, I think, will be fine regardless of what we saw today, barring injuries. But I think the biggest worry is the top of the rotation. Not the rotation as a whole. Their depth is good. Um, and they've got good depth even at AAA. They're, you know, they've got a solid seven, eight, nine guys that can start games. But the question will be later in the year, how good is the very top? Is Jack Flaherty an ace-level player pitcher, or is he not? Um, you know, and, and if he's not that, maybe that's the piece you need to get in July. Yeah, that's the that's the question to me. I think all along, and, and we've seen Flaherty at his best. Maybe can be this, but the, your question always is: Who are you starting against Max Scherzer? Who are you starting against Marcus Stroman? If you or somebody along those lines, those, those top top line, the stopper, the guy that everybody knows every five days, you're going to go out with that guy and have a chance to to win and probably will win. And it, I don't. Does it feel like we've got that guy? 
I, we don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like Flaherty at his peak um, is has shown that he can be that good. But you know, when you when you've got the uncertainty of the injuries, uh, you know, that have kind of mucked up these last two or three years, um, it, it's hard to know whether or not he's going to get to that and maintain it. Um, and I don't, you know, that's not really what Miles is. It's not really what Wayno is at this point. It's not really what Montgomery or Matts are. So, but again, the good news is you have enough depth to still be in first place by the time you need to make that call. But I think that's the question is for the playoffs, do you have enough at the top end of the rotation? Um, that's to be the biggest question about the team for the whole year. And because I, I do believe they're going to win the division. I think they're going to be in the playoffs. We'll find out between now and the trade deadline whether that develops internally. And if it doesn't, that's you know with their depth that I've been talking about, both at the major and minor league level, that can you can use that to maybe go get someone who fits more at the top of the rotation for a playoff run. Final question, very quickly: Is there any chance do you think that we will get a major league baseball first where Adam Wainwright can sing the national anthem and then start a game on the same day? I would bet not, <laughs> because when that anthem's being played, usually you're in the pen warming up. <laughs> that was quite the surprise today. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Absolutely. Well, Kevin, listen, we enjoy you on the show, but we miss you doing all sports all the time. Uh, but thank you for joining us tonight, have a, and have a great evening. Uh, thanks for talking Cardinal Baseball with us. Glad to do it, George. We'll see you, bud. All righty, 849, George Sells with you. More Cardinals talk coming up next. Give us a call, 314-436-7900. Want to hear from you about the Cardinals coming up in just a few minutes here. George Sells, KMOX, at your service. KMOX, at your service, 854. Running up gets the clock. We'll be pretty quick here. Uh, things to take in from your opening day in St. Louis, kind of all that we've already hit on as far as we've got an exciting team. We've got a team with an exciting offense uh, out on the field. That's going to be a lot of fun th- as we go throughout the year. I do have a question for you, and uh, maybe we'll get into this later Later on. You can hit me up on Twitter if you want, by the way, at George Sells, or you can give us a call next hour, 314-436-7900. Trying to decide possibly on pulling together some kind of a little baseball road trip, a stop or two. Uh, I've never been to a Cardinals game at Wrigley. Been to Wrigley, but never been to a Cardinals game there. I've never been to the new, to the ballpark in Pittsburgh at all. Uh, haven't been to the ballpark in Cleveland at all. Just places you could kind of run a road trip together, maybe run a couple of parks together. Uh, haven't been to the new Comiskey. Went to the old one years ago, uh, but that's that's another thought. So, trying to think, you know, what are what what's a a good drivable Midwest road trip for a St. Louis baseball fan? If you've got any ideas on that, we'll get with you sometime in the next hour. You can give us a call again three one four four three six seventy nine hundred, or you can hit me up on Twitter at George Sells, because I'd love to hear from you on that front. But first, coming up here uh, in the 9 o'clock hour of the day's other very big news, uh, the first time ever we have had a pre- an ex-president of the United States indicted by a grand jury. Uh, the information is flowing in pretty quickly. There's a lot of sources say this and that kind of stuff going on. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of that. We're going to get into a little of what it all means. Our good friend John Hancock will be joining us here at the top of the hour, if all goes according to plan. And so uh, we're going to get his thoughts on where this is going. And 
what it really entails, what impact this might have on the election in 2024. Lots going on. It's 8.56. I'm George Sells here with you till 10. KMOX is at your service. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 